So, hey, I'm glad to have you on. Um, this is an amazing chance. Uh, thanks for coming to the Bit by Bit podcast. So this, this is a special one. I mean, because I think this is the second time I've had an interview. Uh, first time I've had an interview with someone that works in the film entertainment business. Um, so if you could give an introduction as to who you are and also what you do, your occupation. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me, Malik. You and I go way back to <laughs> college days, and um, it was great to hear from you. Um, for everyone listening, my name's Kat, and I am a script supervisor. And in TV, movies, that's typically the person who keeps track of continuity because we film our scenes out of order so I kind of got to keep track of oh at this point how much has the wound healed if our character has a wound or hey is this couple back together yet or are they still like on the rocks you know all those little details to kind of keep the story world intact you know because you see things all time in tv it could be as little as someone being like oh they were holding their water bottle in their left hand previously but now it's in their right hand the next time you see them so it's all of those details it goes into wardrobe lighting for time of day um everything so i sit next to the director and as i'm keeping track of all those details um I have to notate what the director likes, what they don't like, whether it's, you know, the whole take or just like little bits and pieces um, of the take. Uh, and when I notate all of that, it goes into basically a giant spreadsheet and then that gets sent off to our editors. So by the time you're done finished, you're finished um, filming your episode or movie, you know, a lot of days has gone by and the director's not going to remember, you know, which bits and pieces he liked so by the time they get there it could be like oh yeah yeah, yeah. I remember I really liked so-and-so's performance in the fourth take but I liked the other person's performance in the first take mm -hmm. um so yeah and aside from the spreadsheet there's like a <clears throat> what we call our facing pages and um line script and it could show you what um scenes were covered um at the time so it's a very kind of very detailed very specific um way of note taking I guess that goes to our editors um yeah that, that's how I explain it a, a fancy a very fancy way of note taking I guess <laughs> is what you would call my job but yeah um so you basically just answered every question I had so <laughs> this was nice uh, <laughs> awesome thanks i'll see you i'll see you next time dude <laughs> uh, no so i am interested so before i ask you any question um what is your favorite movie uh you had as a kid your favorite movie or tv show that you had as a kid that i will yeah i'll start with that and then i'll lead into the series of questions oh man as a kid mm -hmm. that's tough because I actually didn't grow up like being um like a movie buff or mm. anything at all like I I was just like like to play with like dolls and like color and just like 
I don't know, like normal kid stuff, but I'm trying to think TV shows. This is embarrassing. Anything, <laughs> um, anything. I mean, Dragon Tales really hit when I was a kid. <laughs> it, it was decent. I'll admit it was decent. <laughs> um, but I On guess a day off from school, Dragon Tales wasn't too bad. Right? You have your, your granola bar. You don't got yeah. homework to worry about. Like <laughs> it wasn't bad. Um, oh wait, God, how can I forget? Now, during like my preteen years, very much a Hannah Montana girl. Like, okay. and I rewatched it on like Disney Plus just because I needed like some background noise. Mm-hmm. It ain't good. It's not good. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is this is not great television. Like that's <laughs> it's a Disney show. Like that's really pretty much yeah. all it was. But I was definitely in that era of like Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, like all okay. that type of disney kid um i just wanted to you know just see get a background feel like you know you can always check to see what someone watched as a child and then maybe like what has gotten into that why they've gotten to their profession now um depending on what they watched as a child um so with that being said what was your interest uh like what made you get interested in like film and television because becoming a script supervisor is you're like the only person i think i know that is a script supervisor and (laughs) i'm like this is a really delicate job (laughs) so what about being a script supervisor um before i say that what is it about film and television that got you interested well thank you first of all for like you know acknowledging that it's a delicate job because it's definitely not for everyone um I started out you know I've always had a love for writing Mm. whether it's you know fiction poetry just or like you know knowing simple grammar like that was something just as a kid like in third grade I was like oh okay I picked up on it like super fast um so I always thought I wanted to do something in writing and in high school I did um I worked for my school newspaper for about three out of the four years and I really loved telling people's stories um that was always a fun part kind of like what you're doing now just like interviewing people just like having a conversation and seeing what bits can make a cool story um but I was kind of tired of always having to get the truth out I guess and um you know I guess that's subjective because the truth you know when you go into media these days like re- what really is true what's not yeah. what's just an opinion but um I wanted something more creative basically so I took a leap of faith and I told my parents I was like you know what I'm going to go to film school. I'm going to write the best scripts. You know, we're going to make it to Hollywood. It's going to, it's going to be this great thing. And mm-hmm. my parents um, being Filipino and, you know, coming here, they're just like, you sure you want to do that? Like, do you want to like be a nurse, a lawyer, maybe like something that, you know, will give you like health insurance, you know? <laughs> Um, but they were, they were very supportive. They're like, you know, we just got to let her do what her heart's telling her to do and she'll figure it out, you know? So thank God for them for being that way. Um, so I went to school, found out I was garbage at it, Malik. I was garbage at writing scripts. It is hard. It, I don't know how people do it. It's just, I couldn't get like the pacing of it. Right. Everything I was writing was just super corny. 
like I was like this ain't this ain't working out this <laughs> I can't do this so then um luckily I took the script supervision class that our college offered mm -hmm. and um you know once I got to doing it actually like on like our student projects I was like oh I'm 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 pretty good at this, you know, obviously I need some more practice, but um, my professor, um, she was super kind enough to be like, hey, like I'm getting these like, um, like small like commercial gigs, but they're too low of a rate for me. Cause you know, she's been doing this for like a decade. Mm. She was like, would you like them? And you know, as a college kid, I was like, yes. Like I will take anything. Like you can like pay me in fruit snacks and I'll do it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's basically how I got started. Um, it was kind of, I want to say luck, and it kind of fell into my lap. Um, and I kind of just worked my way up from there, doing all the commercials, all the indies, still doing like student projects. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, just kind of busted my ass, I guess, <laughs> like in but, college. <laughs> yeah, by the time I met you, I, I think I was just like filling in on a project, and I just remember you hustling and bustling on this one student project and it had a script supervisor and that was the first time i had ever acknowledged a script supervisor and there was a guy on there and he was so stressed out and i'm like who is this person and they're like that's the script supervisor and he was so upset and he's like i'm the script supervisor this and that and i'm like oh my gosh what is this position so to yeah. now know you i didn't know this man so to now know you and you know, like, and to do more research on this position, it's like, this is a really delicate position. Like, you really have so much to do. Like, you're like the heart of a film set, like, of a TV set. This is everything. I, oh my gosh, like, my hat goes off to you. If I had a hat, you know, I'm <laughs> taking it off. Um, clearly, I don't, but oh. it, it's so much, seriously. You are wow. too kind. Thank you. It's, you know, I don't blame that guy that you met for being super stressed <laughs> because especially when you're on a student film, like you're, you're, you're still learning. I mean, you're always mm. learning, whether it's on a student film or like just yesterday when I was on Chicago PD, I was still learning some stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, we're pretty much, you're keeping an eye on every single department, wardrobe, hair, makeup, even lighting sometimes you gotta sometimes your gaffer will ask you hey like what time of day is it so they know do I make it like noon do I make it evening like and that's got to match with your story so all of that prep work you know is what's super critical into it because you gotta have your answers ready um on like your breakdown and be like oh yeah scene whatever it's this time of day this person has to be wearing this um and yeah, like you said, it's just a very delicate job. <clears throat> and um, I, I still find myself learning or also, you know, making mistakes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, <laughs> yesterday, because I, something that I hold myself accountable for is always take pictures of stuff, even if you don't think you're going to need it, you know? Can you explain more of that? What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, so basically while you're, um, filming my program on my computer I just hit a button and it lets me take screen grabs of whatever we're filming which is great or you know if you're pen and paper you could just like use your phone use a camera whatever just like having reference photos for yourself that you can go back on and check because you know you're you're only human you can't expect yourself to remember every little detail and you're gonna have a person 
<clears throat> from whatever department be like hey like was it this light brown jacket they were wearing or their dark brown jacket and then you're just like oh my god I don't remember let me go back into my pictures and check so I always tell myself take pictures of as many like frames as you can because you never know what you're gonna need um and I will admit yesterday <laughs> on Chicago PD your girl got lazy it was just really it was the first really cold day I don't know if you're outside yesterday at all but I was like oh it's like 40 50 degrees like and it's Chicago I'm like it's cold it's and chilly. I only yeah it was chilly I only had not not a heavy coat on and then a sweater and then like a pair of leggings on they were shoot we were shooting in a parking garage all day so I was just like cold and shivering and trying my best to tap on my iPad but um our scene involved uh an undercover cop car and so it had like the cop lights like in like the windshield and all that but so I was keeping an eye I was like okay yeah that those lights were on when they entered the parking garage but then when we go on to shooting um, more of the parking garage, they're like, hey, Kat, were the headlights on? And I was like, oh, my God, I don't like I didn't remember and I didn't have a picture. But so I your girl was like praying and hoping, like just thinking back, like, OK, I remember keeping an eye on the cop lights but like if I saw the headlights those would have blinded me because they were they're pretty bright and so I said no but then it got into this whole debate where it's like oh well if you're in a parking garage and your auto lights turn on they're going to turn on because your car senses it's in a dark area and I was sweating I was like this isn't my show I'm making a bad impression I can't remember if the car lights were on or not um so it just reminded me, I was like, girl, this is why you tell yourself, always take pictures, no matter how simple the scene is, even if it's just a car chasing, because you never know what people are going to ask you. Um, you know, I was lucky that the crew was like super chill and was just like, you know, let's just have the lights on and like leave them on for the rest of the day and like not deal with it. And then it was pretty much like, well, if they were off previously, then we're going to have to fix it in post type of thing. Um, That's great. But, yeah 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 so uh, um it's not always that nice you know you sometimes you'll have people be like why did you miss that how could you miss that when in reality it's like I'm keeping track of a million other things and I miss one thing and that's what you guys notice is the one mm -hmm. thing that I miss not the million other things that I'm making sure is like <clears throat> on the dot that I'm keeping track of so it's it it's definitely it can be a thankless job um it definitely teaches you how to grow thick skin um, especially as a woman in this um, in this industry where you have like all these men talking like down on you um, and just expecting more from you so it's always a learning experience and you learn to kind of give yourself grace um, because like I said before you're only human you can't expect yourself to be perfect because no one no matter what department is perfect um, but it is daunting especially if you're you know working on a dick wolf production it's always like, <laughs> you're like oh my god my career is over I'm gonna be blacklisted and it's like girl no you're not calm down it, it's car lights like you'll be fine hey guys how's it going it's Malik here you're listening to the bit by big podcast thank you yeah I mean it seems like that would be something who would remember honestly like and you're like you said you're one person how would one person remember this exactly and it's like I'm just one person like I need help and it's you know and there was two of us but the other supervisor was working on um her unit so it's like it's on it's on me girl like no pressure but a little bit of pressure that's crazy <laughs> um 
So what happens when, let's say if you do have like today, you know, thank you for joining. Um, If you do get a call in for work, how do you get that call? So do you have like days where you're just like randomly called or do you just have like a schedule? Like here's your weekly schedule for work. Um, How does that work for you? being a script supervisor um do you just have like a block of here's your monthly schedule or how does that work out so i'm pretty much i'm still a freelancer you Mm. know i am in the union um i did get a call previously to um do season six of the shy which is great because i did season five so i'm like i know the cast know the crew it's gonna be great so that we start shooting january it's january through may so For me, my January through May is blocked off for work. But right now it's October. So I'm like kind of just chilling. You know, it's pretty much, you know, I'll get an email, a text from like people that I've worked with before. I'm like, hey, we're shooting next week. Are you available? And it's kind of just like, you know, play it by ear sort of thing. Um, So I guess to answer your question, it's a little bit of both right now. Like right now, I know I have a certain... um, time next year where I'm blocked off and I'll know my schedule um, basically working Monday to Friday 12 plus hours a day Um, but right now I kind of am blessed to have a break and I'm blessed to um, be in a place financially to where I don't have to stress out about working you know every single day but when that opportunity does come and people are like hey can you work I'm like yes please I'm dipping into my savings and <laughs> your girl needs some more you you always need more money everything's mm-hmm. expensive nowadays um but yeah it's it's definitely taught me you know that there's something different than the nine to five lifestyle and that's scary for a lot of people which is okay it still kind of scares me but you learn to adapt to your budget, to your lifestyle, to scheduling. Um, yeah, it's just learning how to adapt. And sometimes you get calls back to back to back. Other times you don't get called for a month. Um, so yeah, it's just learning to adapt and just being smart with your money when it comes to that stuff. Um, when it comes to like my health, that's definitely something I'm learning. Um, because I go through six months out of the year, I'm like working back to back. That's all I know. But then like once I have free time, I'm like, how do I cook a nice home cooked meal? <laughs> like, um, how do I schedule, you know, cleaning some of my house today and the rest tomorrow so I don't get super tired or something like that? It's like learning a different routine um, when you have your times off. And that's something I'm still learning. Hopefully I'll pick up on that eventually i'll let you know but (laughs) um i'm curious for when it comes to how do i say it for if you have like a project that do you have like a dream project you want to work on yourself that's a good question um i've actually had a couple friends ask me this before but um, oh really yeah and i think Every time, I don't think I was able to give like a specific answer. Um, I think it would be super cool to work on a Tim Burton movie. Mm. Um, 
I have no clue how the guy is in real life. Like it could be a total nightmare and I could like cry every day. Don't know. He could, or he could be great. And like, I, it would be a dream come true. Um, now that it's spooky season, I feel like I'm really, I think that would be really cool. But um, you've heard stories of um, people working like this one show and it ends up going for like, 20 seasons and then they're set for life, you know? True. I think that would be cool you know I obviously a huge blessing but also working full-time on a show is no joke so also I'm like I don't know if I can handle that because you know I want to have a family and have kids one day and it's like if I'm working 60 hours a week I don't I personally don't know if I can handle that you know that and raise kids and you know just thinking into the future but For people who want to work in TV, obviously dream big. It's super fun, but it also, you pay a price of not having a social life. Um, that's that that's kind of like the unfortunate part about it. Um, some people make it work. I personally, my first two shows that I worked on, all I knew was how to eat, sleep, shower, and work. Like, that's all I knew. Wow. Um, yeah, I think it was just because I was getting used to the workload and also like trying to take care of myself. I remember there was at one point where I was on the phone with my dad and I was like, oh, like um, I have cleaning ladies coming in today because I haven't cleaned the house in like a month. And he was like, I wish when I was your age, I could afford cleaning ladies, which I was just like, I thought about it. I'm like, you know, what? yeah, it is a big blessing to be able to be like, here, just someone take care of it. But I guess to me as someone who, is pretty independent and likes to take care of things herself. I was like, I, I, I felt, I don't know what the word is, but like, I didn't feel great about having to pay money to have someone else do something as simple as like cleaning my house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? Does that, does that sound super privileged? I don't know. I, I get your point. Uh, it's, it's like one of those things. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of lost for the words too, but I've, I've had those moments as well where you can't really come to the words aren't really coming out, but you kind of have like that thought in your brain or you like sit with yourself at a certain point and you're like, I don't know how I feel about this right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird because like things like help, like cleaning ladies and drivers and stuff like that's all like glorified. That's like, Oh, that's like the lavish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know. I guess like I'm so used to, like I said, like taking care of myself. But why can't I just vacuum, mop, sweep, do all these things by myself? But your girl's so tired, man. <laughs> you, I mean, I only can imagine. It sounds like you're doing a lot. <laughs> How is it with? I I've always wondered this um, with the show. So what's the difference between being a script supervisor on a show and being on a, a script supervisor on a movie, or are they the same? um like a show and also like the filming of both of them are they the same schedule wise or are they different so schedule wise i would say a movie um and i might be wrong on this but i mean this was just from my experience i feel like a movie is shorter it usually takes about maybe like a month month or two to film a movie also, you know, depending on like how big your movie is, whatever. Um, but on the movies that I have worked on or like filled in for, it 
when I was like talking to the previous script supervisor, like, you know, these people have been filming this for like the past 30 days. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so it's been about a month. Um, whereas TV shows, um, I know Chicago Fire, I don't know if PD and Med work on the same schedule, but I know Chicago Fire, um, when they were looking for a new script supervisor, they're like, oh yeah, we shoot for the next 10 months. So I was just like, that's a huge job. Yeah, in between the two. Um, and, you know, it depends on your show. Like, obviously, if it's like a 30 minute comedy, you're only going to shoot for, I think, maybe like 40 to 50 days. <clears throat> so schedule wise, um, if it's a longer TV show, it's going to take a very big amount of time. Whereas a movie, it's kind of like more condensed. It's one storyline. <clears throat> and then you're able to get that done in like a month, month or two. But um in terms of my job, it's, I want to say they're pretty similar. And the only thing is with a TV show, especially if it's like on season 10, like Chicago PD, there's kind of, there's definitely more continuity to keep track of in terms of like, hey, in season three, this person said that their mom passed away. But then like in season six, why are we like bringing in a mom? Like, you know, like little things like that have happened before. So it's just like, yo, this doesn't make sense. And you got to go back to your head writer, executive producer, whoever, and be like, this isn't making sense because this past season you said this. And sometimes they care, sometimes they don't. I honestly wish I knew what was kind of going on in their heads. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, but I'm like, are you just trying to keep like your viewers or some people just don't care. They're like, eh, well, that this is what we have. We booked this actor. This is what's happening. Um, and, you know, all, all sorts of things happen in um, movies and TV shows where it's like, you'll hear people, um, I'm trying to think, I think it was Halloween Town where they had their original girl, Mar- Marnie. Yeah. Mm-hmm, Marnie. Um, yeah, and then I forgot what movie it is. It's suddenly Sarah Paxton, and they're like, "This is a different actor." Like, why? Hall- uh, Halloween Town Three. It was the third one. Uh, Halloween Town you know. High or something or College. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know which one yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, and they completely switch their actors, and it's like, well, obviously that doesn't make sense, but it happened. So um, I would say that my work, the process of my job, is the same in TV and movies. Um, it's really actually commercials where it gets a little different. Um, in commercials, they take like a day, maybe three days tops. But um, it's funny because you can bring up a continuity issue, but it's like commercials are just so fast where they're like, oh, we'll cut around it. Or like the client will straight up say that they don't care. And in a commercial setting, your client essentially dictates how your day is going to go you know because it's them that you're trying to please um I say they have they hold more power than the director does in commercials um so in situations like that where they don't care um whether it be commercial tv or movies if someone doesn't care if you bring up to them like hey continuity wise this don't work or this doesn't match this doesn't look this doesn't look right if they say they don't care you just got to nod, smile, and make a note. Be like, this doesn't match. Client did not care. Like, you, you just, you just got to do it. You just got to bite your tongue. And, like, that's something I've learned where it's, like, you got to you gotta pick and choose your battles. 
Um, Because I definitely used to be the type of script supervisor who was like, no, it has to be this way. It has to look this way because it doesn't match. And like, I would be like veins popping out of my head, like losing my mind, arguing with people. But then it's like, you know what? If people don't want to listen to you, you kind of just got to be like, okay, that's going to be your problem to deal with later on. But, you know, you can only try so hard with some people. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Um. So my last question to you is, what do you have moving forward? So what do you want to do moving forward uh, as a creative, as a filmmaker, because that's what you are, um, as a creative artist, um, and as a script supervisor as well? Uh, Do you want to stay in the script supervisor position, um, or do you want to move forward as other realms of filmmaking you know get behind the director's chair get try to write again (laughs) produce maybe yeah you know it's funny because a lot of script supervisors end up wanting to direct um Mm -hmm. I currently do not I do not have the courage to do that because typically everyone ends up going to like the director when they have questions about do you want this you want that and your girl can't handle that much responsibility. <laughs> I will be, I will be, the, I'll be one to admit, like, I, I know my boundaries. I know I cannot handle that right now, at least who knows what will happen in the next five years. But I definitely see myself staying as a script supervisor. Um, and, you know, I got season six of the shy coming up, which I'm really excited for. Um, I'm excited to kind of, I don't know if redeem myself is kind of an extreme, but to kind of just, maybe yeah maybe I do want to redeem myself because when I did season five I was um very tired from my previous show I did which is the big leap um and I think I only had like a month break in between the two so I was kind of just like hoping and praying (laughs) that I would be okay so now Mm -hmm. that I've had a lot of time off been able to like recoup and like reevaluate what I can do better what I can improve on I'm really excited for that um I should get back into writing, like what you mentioned, because <laughs> hey, you should give it, give it a try, give it a go. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to be that girl who the only thing to my personality is script supervising. You know, like I want, I, I'm a human. I want to have like other interests, have you know, just fun with life. You might uh, end up having like three or four things. Uh, never know. You can be the script supervisor that also writes too. I know that would be fun. Look at you. See, okay. So when all of that works out, I'm going to credit all my success to you. Hey, thanks. <laughs> hey, people have heard it here first. <laughs> but what about you? I want to know what you got coming up. I know this, I know this is your podcast, but I'm curious. So this, um, you know, I've also written my book. So I always plug the children's book. Um, that. that's super exciting dude um thank you um i don't know i mean it's kind of it researching script supervising has changed my perspective on directing completely i was like oh my god i think i want to take every project i've ever put out down because this just no. no not in a bad way i was like we should have hired a script supervisor um but i don't know i've done a lot more writing uh just a lot more writing uh just studying and researching a lot more writing but trying to be better at doing this and children's books i think children need 
books and trying to be creative and stories from people of color, you know, our stories, whatever That's we can come so up inspiring. with. Inspiring, yeah, because it's funny because I I love books, I love reading, and I refuse to buy myself a Kindle because I just love the physicality of like getting a new book and like mm-hmm. trying and it sounds corny, but that's what I like. No, me too. Um, but no, that's a very good point. Stories from, you know, our perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because growing up, like I never had books written by Filipino people or like you know, or women um Filipino women to you know but yeah no that's really inspiring and I want to see where you're writing I will maybe we maybe I could get inspired by you because I don't I don't do that enough I don't you know search out other creatives and be like hey like what are you working on what are you doing like let me just like read what you're doing and like maybe like give my two cents if that's what you want or even just you know just see what's up I don't I definitely don't do that enough so hey yeah, my number. I have your number. <laughs> mm-hmm. and write a book. There you go. I would read your book. Gotcha. I'd read your writing. Send your writing, even if you think it's corny. Okay. Okay. I, you <laughs> you requested this. So if it's hello corny and you want to like rip your hair out, that's on you. You requested it. I have. People have heard it here. Um, <laughs> I will let the people know in the next episode after this. I'd be like, all right, cat's writing was actually corny. Uh <laughs> this... right. It is still garbage. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Well, thank you, Kat, for joining the podcast. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna get off because I just found out they're cutting a tree right outside this window at my, my God. at my house. Or they're not like it's not a drop on me, it's like the branches. <laughs> but I didn't know if you could hear it. That's why. <laughs> oh you can't okay thank god uh i just kept seeing the like small leaves falling and branches and i'm like what is this but the thing is like right above my window thank you so much Um, for having me this was a blast we gotta stay in touch um let me know the next projects i'll send you i gotta get you a copy of the book seriously of my book i gotta send it to you uh it comes with a keychain everybody's gonna ask me to sign it i just sent a couple copies of people and they were upset i didn't sign it so i will sign it i'm gonna be upset if you don't sign it i'm gonna send it right back to you (laughs) i will sign it i swear people people will heard it here i will sign it um thank you so much for joining enjoy your day off you too we will chat soon bye-bye bye